<coughs> Good evening, everyone. We are grateful today to be here. This is Overseer Daniels, and we are grateful today for another day that the Lord has kept us. Grateful for just God being who he is. We're grateful for this podcast tonight. This is just a trial run today. I just want to get a feel for what this, uh, I have a new app that just came out, a podcast app. And technology is just changing so much. It's just amazing how uh, communication, I remember the times when, you know, communication was just regular mail. I remember that when email was the big thing. But today, technology is just going, taking us to so many leaps and bounds. It really is a world that is connected. We are in the era of globalism. And with so much technology today, you know, there's so many, you know, even with the, uh, most of the time I hear about the disadvantages of it, and I often hear about the, the cons of it, but there's also a lot of pros that's involved in it as well. And I've always been one to look at technology as just another means of spreading the gospel, you know, the means of spreading God's word. So it's a great time. It's a great time. You know, it's also a great time, but it's also a challenging time. You know, I was talking about navigating through these end times. And this is a time where it really is a perilous time as the scripture talks about. Times when men will become lovers of themselves. There'll be a time there'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be a days where um, even the scripture talks about how the women, how in the last days that, you know, he even cautioned and was concerned about the women and how during childbirth and so forth. It's a time where so much confusion, there's so much uh, mass hysteria. You know, when I look at the news today, you just look at all the, you know, you have fake news, you got news and media uh, spinning certain agendas. Everybody's got an agenda. Everybody has a certain spin on something. Um, deceptions running wild. You know, it's a very, it's a very crazy, confusing time. And if you're not careful, you can find yourself losing gravity of who you are, even as a child of God. Very easy to lose focus on who you are. You know, it's almost like, you know, having buoyancy. You know, that's how ships are able to, you know, are able to achieve the balance to be able to stay afloat. You know, if you're not careful, you can find yourself losing spiritual buoyancy to a point where you can lose your faith. You know, that's how we're in in that time now where deception is running so rampant. You know, the scripture talks about how they'll call right wrong and wrong right. You know, we're in that day now, you know, and there are challenges with these days, you know. And this is why I truly believe that the people of God in this last day because the scripture tells us that these are the beginning of sorrows these are the times where men will begin to devour and feed on each other it's a very dangerous time especially as believers Um, so much deception is running wild deception is something that we as believers must be on our guard on at all times people are losing their joy they're losing faith people are losing the they're losing the drive and that conviction that we once had to stay with God. And so when you talk about navigating through these end times, as I said, this is just a trial run. 
those of you that listen to me, please, you know, don't can't, you know, we, we often say don't charge it to my head, but charge it to my heart. But, you know, we're just trying something out new and I just wanted to get a feel for what it's like. But you have to be able when you talk about navigating, navigating is a very interesting thing. You know, I look at the people that build shit, you know, that ships of old, even today. You know, you have to have skill to be able to navigate, you know, to understand nautical miles, knots and so forth, speed of ships, you know, being able to navigate through storms and the rough waves of the ocean. It's a lot to deal with, you know, and then for us as believers, we have to be able to navigate even in this time, you know, navigating usually implies that, you know, you have to be able to be able to you know pick your spots i mean even the ships today they have to find ways to find that correct that right current to ride that ship through because currents and oceans will tear even the best ships up but we as believers have to navigate through our storms today throughout the storms of like the challenges remember we live in the midst of all of this that's why the scripture tells us to pray for those that have the rule and the authority over us you know what I'm saying? I think that in this end time, that this is a time now with so much deception is running wild. And if you're not careful, you can have so much deception that it can make you begin to question truth. So much deception that it can make you abandon truth. Even the greatest deceptions that we see today is to make believe that systems that have worked or had the ability to change for, for the greater good are now uh, obsolete. And it's a cause for concern because if you're not careful, you can find yourself walking away from something that's that may be God ordained. And you find yourself willing to embrace some type of slavery or tyranny. I mean, that's what's happening today among us now, you know, because there's so much untruth that's out there. People are beginning to look at God's word, the Bible, and beginning to shun it, they're beginning to say, well, maybe it don't work, you know, or we see scandals and, you know, not every, you know, just because you have a few scandals from, from a few scandals doesn't necessarily mean that those that that is the entire body of Christ. You know, people, that's the deception today. Deception is to make you believe that what you're in doesn't work anymore. What you're in is obsolete. What you're in is a waste of time. And the enemy knows that. The enemy, Satan himself, the devil, um, he knows that his greatest weapon is deception. His greatest weapon is to make you believe that what you're in somehow doesn't work anymore. I'm here to say to you, Muslim, to all of us believers, the Bible still works on today. Say what you want, say what you will. It still has power. You know, the old people used to always say there's power in the name of Jesus. And they're, and they're telling the truth, it is. God's word is still right. I used to have a pastor. He used to always say, you know, he used to always say that uh, if, if I'm wrong, God's word is still right, regardless of even me. And so what it tells us is, is that no matter what man may do, God's word, God sits on the throne. The Bible said that his word is established. And so this is why as believers, we can still hold on and believe that in spite of the the uh, sinfulness of a few or the disregard of a few or those that may have sold themselves out to the world. God's word is still, God still sits on the throne. And that's the thing we have to remember that we have, we don't want to get 
the spirit of Elijah when he was going through his own trials. And he started to believe that he was the only one that was living for God. He got so discouraged because he lived in a time very similar to what we are today, where there's idolatry, where there's compromise, where leaders are at a point where even the leaders that should be focused and should be directing us to God are actually leading us astray. You know, and it got to a point where after he slayed the 400 prophets of Baal, he, was, he, he Jezebel gave the order to kill him and he went, he went running. And then when he ran on the run, the guy got discouraged and so fresh he just wanted to die. And so he went on the run and then he, he made a statement. He said, I'm zealous for God. I'm zealous, I'm zealous for the Lord. So the Lord had asked him when he found, when Elijah finally encountered the Lord on his, on, on, when he was on the run, when he was on his way towards him. The Lord almost asked him, said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Why are you not on the field? Why are you not working? Why are you not preaching for me? Why, why are you here? And he said to a certain, he said, I'm the only one left. I'm just trying to summarize because I don't want to be all on the podcast too long. It's a trial. But Elijah said that I'm the only one left. I'm the only one here. I'm the only one left that's here. They've torn down your altars. They... They've uh, built up, uh, they worship in strange gods. There's no one left but me. But God told him, he said, I have 7,000 men, 7,000 people who have not bowed their knee to Baal. And so deception, if you're not careful, can make you believe there's no one living right but yourself. There's no one living for, for you. And that's why you have to be careful even to understand even your geographical area whether it's in your family whether it's in your job whether it's even in your church or wherever your area you've got to remember god has a remnant somewhere and as a and when you are remnant people you understand how to navigate because remnant people because the bible speaks and said there is a remnant there's going to be a remnant there's going to be a remnant of believers that's going to come out of all of this you have to understand people of god that in this last hour the devil is going to do everything he can to try to deceive you he's going to do everything he can to try to destroy you he doesn't care about you people who you know if you're not careful the enemy will make you believe that that somehow the wrong that we look at somehow we should have an emotional attachment to it and if you're not careful emotions can get you in trouble every time you know that's why it's important that you got to also, you can't just be emotional. You got to also think, you know, you have to understand that your God is not just a God of emotion, but he's also a God of order, of justice, righteousness and, and judgment as well. And so this is the time that we're living in. And that's why when you talk about navigating through the end times, the end times are going to be a, is a time of great wickedness, great atrocities. There'll be a time of great deception. A time where men will be at a point where men will devour each other. A time of barbarism, a time of ratchetness, a time of, a time of ruthlessness. A time where men will be so caught up in themselves, they'll be willing to do whatever it takes to satisfy themselves through their lust and through their desires. A time when God's people will be persecuted for the name of Christ. A time where even naming the name of Jesus will cause you to have a bullseye put on your back if you're not careful. We're in those times now, even, and most of the time we think, those of us that are live in the Western culture, that in America, we often think that it could never happen here. 
But you have to understand that legislation that's being advanced and various laws and various uh, bills that are going up are there to deter and ultimately to, to take a, to, 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 to make you fearful of practicing what you believe. I mean, don't you look at all, all the stuff that's happening now, you know, difficulties, even dealing with people now. You look at all the, the stuff that goes on in many of these in the houses, even sometimes even in the house of God itself. The lack of love, the lack of compassion that we have for one another. Jesus said that men shall know you because you have love for one another. You know, so it's important that we understand today that navigating, you're going to have to be strong. You're going to have to have discernment. You're going to have to strive. You're going to have to uh, to be a workman that need not be ashamed. You know, rightly dividing the word of truth. You're going to have to ask God for discernment and understanding. If you are to make it in these end times, this is not for the faint of heart. In the last days, perilous times would come. A time when it would be great peril for the people of God. Imagine being, the scripture tells us about how about how being a proud, the enemy would cause us to be a prey. In other words, the righteous will be made a prey out of. In other words, the enemy will find ways, whether it's through uh, legislation, laws, whether it's decrees that were passed, whatever it is to try to make us fearful of honoring and worshiping the God of our, the, the, the true and living God. And so today, saints, it's important that we strive, when you talk about navigating, meaning that we have to have a mind, wisdom, understanding, discernment. It will take more than just going to being a churchgoer. It will take more than just having someone that carries their Bible under their, under their arm. It will take more than just a profession of faith. It will take us to have to have the mind to be steadfast and unmovable and always abounding in the works of the Lord. It will take a mind that's one that, has, that knows and understands the love of God that in spite of what we go through, that God ultimately is in control. It will take us having the mind of Christ. That's why the scripture said to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It will take us having determination and the will that's willing to suffer for the name of Christ. That's why the scripture tells us it's better to die as a Christian than to die as a murderer or to die as an adulterer or so forth. So it lets us know is that the scripture tells us if God be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. You know, the scripture tells us that uh, the weapon that's formed against us shall be able to prosper. That even, the, you know, it talks about how even that the weapon may be formed, but it will not prosper against you. And so that's what you have to remember as a child of God, as a believer. Because there will be times, saints, where these are testing times, these are trials, these are dilemmas, these are the things that cause, that will either make you or it'll break you. But that's why we have the love of God, to understand that if God allows us to go through certain situations, certain trials, certain dilemmas, there's a reason why he has it. You have to remember that if he allows us to go through these trials, then he also has the belief himself that what he put in you is more than that has the power to overcome that which you are going through. And so this is why as believers in Christ, we must stand. It's time to take a stand, saints. We must stand in this evil day. We must stand. If we don't stand now, you'll fall for anything.
And so this is why, as believers, when we talk about navigating, we've got to be able to steer, be able to uh, drive through these times of uncertainty, calamity, and trouble. A time where, uh, you know, men will become lovers of themselves, lust and wickedness and unrighteousness and pride and, and lastivousness and all forms of wickedness and unrighteousness. It's on the rise and men are calling it, saying it's okay. Isn't it something how you could, you as a believer are now, are now the new enemy and those that were once considered the unrighteous are now being praised and lifted up, you know? It takes something to be able to go through contradictions, something like that. It's easy, it takes something to be able to withstand to temptations to, take, to, to, to go to the other side because there's praise there. Go on the other side because there you can get, you know, there, for, you know, there you can get anything you want. But, I, but choose the day to, that's why the scripture told Joshua, as Joshua said, as for me at my house, we will serve the Lord. And he said that because even back then, the people of God were, into, were already just got in the promised land and already getting caught right back into the traps of idolatry, wickedness, and unrighteousness. But Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so that's the mind we must have if you're talking about navigating. We must have a mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It's important that you have a mind. The mind to stand, the mind to, to go through, the mind to endure. Understanding that you have an we all have an eternal hope that goes beyond the grave. Remember, your names are written in the Lamb Book of Life. Remember, God has put us, has us sitting in heavenly places. You know, we are connected to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We are part of uh, the fathers of faith. We are part of the patriarchs. We have a divine heritage, a pro divine progenity. We are connected. We are the, you know, we are connected by faith to the, to the patriarchs, the prophets. So we have a great spiritual heritage that we can look to and one that we can look forward to when the Lord returns and make his, his second coming. And so navigating through the end time, the end times are not going to get better. I hear a lot of people talk about things are going to get better, how the world is going to change. The world's not going to get better. The world's not getting any better. It's getting worse. But see, because it's getting worse, that's why Jesus told his disciples. He said, when you see these signs, look up. Because you're why? Because your redemption draweth nigh. In other words, it's good. your redemption draweth near. It's closed. It's coming. Because when you see these things, when you see, when you, I mean, even with all the fake news and all of the media and even in their falsehood, there's still a lot going on. You know, you can go on social media and see the atrocities and you see neglect and you see barbarism, savagery. You see men and women, even down to the children. The children have even gotten to even have no humanity or no type of understanding or reasoning. And so because of this, this is, these are the signs of the times. And that's why Christians should not be so easily shaken, like some strange thing has come upon you. No strange thing has come, come upon you. Jesus have always been open with us when it comes to these things. He was open with his disciples. He told them what would happen. He didn't hide 
from the fact he did never hid the fact from them that he would have to suffer he would have to go through he would be nailed to a cross for the salvation of of, of humanity you know and because he didn't hid that from us that's why he told him he said the servant is no greater than the master the teacher the student is no greater than the teacher and so if he he's basically if I'm, I'm paraphrasing but if i have to go through this what do you think they're going to do to you and so we as believers must understand that the, as we go in these end times we must under be ready we must be armed uh we must be we must gird up the laws of our mind we must be sober-minded we must be we must strive to be stable this is not the time to be double-minded. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You must understand, people of God, that God is letting us know that God needs us to be stable and sound. We must strive to have a sound mind. Because without, when your mind is not sound, you're easy to be led. That's why he talks about being tossed about to and from with every wind of doctrine. And so, people of God, this is the time we must stand now. We must stand in this evil day. We must stand in these latter days. Days are not going to get better. Times are going to get worse. Look at the calamities that are taking place. Look at the weather patterns and change. Look at the wickedness of man himself and how man is becoming so wicked that he's now believing that he's God, making God-like decisions and believing that he's right. And so... When you talk about this things, this is why I like these little, yeah, this little podcast I actually like because it allows me to, you know, you can, not so much preaching per se, not even so much a teaching form, but just a way that you can just express yourself, a way that we can express ourselves and what's in our heart for God's church, his people, and for our eternal place one day when we do close our eyes. Because one day either we are going to leave this world. One day, whether it's individually or when the Lord makes his appearing. And my thing is, I want the Lord to say, well done. With all my navigation, that we, the navigating through the end times, I, I want to make heaven my home. And I think that's what all of us have to understand. Um, yes, I'm all for leaving a godly heritage. Yes, I, if the Lord delay his coming, I'm all for leaving something, a deposit in the earth. And as I live... As I get close, you know, as I get older and mortality is starting to knock on the door somewhat, you know, you want to leave, you want to live something so that those that, are, that those that remain will have something that they can look to. You know, my mind went to this and just came to me. I read the scripture in the Old Testament where the Lord, when the children of God were going into the promised land, God told Joshua to make, get 12 stones and put the names of the tribes in those stones and plant them in the water. And the reason, and I used to always ask, why did he do that? But it was a way of, but if you keep reading, it was as a memorial. In other words, a reminder, pointers. In other words, if God, people, you know, because there will be times where people stray. There are times people stray from God. Generations sometimes stray from God, but the Lord always has a way of bringing us back to him. And that's what those stones were for. They were pointers, they were landmarks, they were identifiers. And their job was is that when God's people got out of hand and got went astray, there was always something to bring them back to where they was. There was always something that brought them back to the God of their fathers. 
There was always something that brought us, brought them back, and that's the way God does us. And so, as I'm living this life, and I'm sure many of you that's out here should be doing the same way. As you live this life, do all that you can for the God. Do all, live something so that the generations that come behind us will have something that they can mark. You know, in Hebrews, it talks about how we have such a great cloud of witnesses. We are part of those, with those of us that are striving to live for God, we are part of that cloud. So that when people look at the cloud, they can see that there, there were examples. There were people that, that, were, that were ahead of us that, that did live something. There is a pattern. The Bible said, mark the perfect man. Um, Paul said, I believe, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. And so we, uh, when you talk about navigating once again, even the, even the greatest ships have to have some means of communication to be able to know where they're going. That's why they have the satellites. That's why they had, back in the days, they used to, they used to have the markers, even in the oceans. They used to have the, uh, uh, they used to have something, the lighthouses that, was, that, was, that had lights that kind of directed the ships to, so they wouldn't go running aground. Um, the ships would also uh, be directed by the electromagnetic fields that was in the poles on the north and the south. Through the compasses, they were able to find, to be able to get from point A to point B. And God is saying today that he's trying to help us to navigate. We use his word to navigate. We have the power of the Holy Ghost. We have the power of his word. We have the testimonies of the saints, the prophets, and of, the, of those that have the martyrs and those that have died and went, died in the Lord before us. We have so much, and this is how we navigate. So today, saints, I just wanted to, this is a trial run. Um, as I said before, lots of mistakes, but I wanted to share my heart today. I like these little apps today. There's like, there's always, there's, there's always an app now, there's an app for everything. But I take advantage of it because I want the Lord to say one well done one day, you know, and we have the Great Commission. And see, that's another thing about navigation. When you navigate, navigation is also not just for that initial first ship to get there. They're, they're, they're there. The navigation usually involves finding the routes so that other ships can go from point A to point B. Being able to navigate or being able to uh, maneuver through storms and through various blockages and through various obstacles. The ocean can be a very dangerous place. You know, even in the, even the, uh, the planes have to navigate and they have uh, air traffic controllers. They have satellite communication. There's radio. There is, uh, even the planes have antennas and so that's how they communicate so that the planes are not running into each other. And so today, saints, as well, get ready to close. I didn't mean to hold so long, but I just wanted to say that today for all of us, that this is the time now, if you're going to stand, that's why you got to make, you got to, you got to take a stand. Having done all the stand, having, sometimes you've done all that you know how to do. When you've done everything that you know how to do, then you just got to stand and wait on God. You got to wait on him. You got to stay on his, we got to remember his promise. And just because God does not say anything, because sometimes even through, the, even through these trials and different things we go through, 
Sometimes it can look like God is not saying nothing. Have you ever had a time like that where it looks like God is not saying anything? But when he's not saying anything, do the next best thing. The next best thing is go to his word and follow, just continue to follow through on his word until he answers. Because just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean it's a no. It's just that sometimes God is allowing us to go through certain things because he wants us to finally grow. He wants our faith to mature. It's just like your own child. You know, when you ever see a child start walking, you don't see, you know, when a child is born, child can't walk, but after a year or so, so there's some kids that, you know, you have to let them begin to learn how to walk on their own. And it's not easy. Growth is not always easy. It's just like your own teenagers. Some of us that have teenagers. We protect our children as best we can, but we also know there's a time when you got to slowly let them fly out the nest. Because if they stay in the nest, they're going to die. So, or they stay in the nest, they're not going to mature or grow. And so, you know, tonight I'm just grateful today for this little podcast. and not real put together, but it is what's in our heart on today. And so I want to pray for God's people today. I want to pray for strength. I want to pray for, the, for, for our spiritual buoyancy. I want to pray in these next few seconds. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all things. We ask you, Lord, to touch God's people on today. Touch, Lord, our minds, our hearts, and deliverance and restoration, healing for your people. We ask you, Lord, to break the stalemate that's in our minds and hearts. Break the hold that the enemy has over us, the control. We come against every witch, demon, warlock, principality, power that would try to do, that would try to bring harm and mischief. That would try to help, that would try to cause us to commit spiritual suicide and abort the very word that you gave us concerning our destiny. Touch us now, strengthen us now. We pray for healing, deliverance, and restoration. Strengthen your people, Lord, for the battle is not theirs, but it belongs to you. As best as we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for all tonight. We conclude this podcast.